Iowa everywhere. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready to rock with Firehouse. Wild Rose Casino and Hotel welcomes Firehouse to three big nights of rock. Thursday, July 20th, Emmitsburg. Friday, July 21st, Clinton. And Saturday night, July 22nd, Jefferson. All shows outdoors, all shows free admission. Firehouse is going to rock Wild Rose Casino and Hotel. You'd rather be here. See wildroseresorts.com for more. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. Welcome to Two Guys Named Chris. It is the 10th of July. My name is Chris Williams. His name is Chris Hassel, as always. I had the best fairway meat meal that I've ever made. What'd you get? Over the weekend. I was at the uh, fairway down in Clorinda, Iowa. And I asked the gentleman, hey, um, I'm going to make fajitas on a cast iron skillet over an open flame. What type of meat would you recommend fajitas roasting on an open fire and this 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 young kid he's like oh you got to get the flank steak you got to get and he gave me all these reasons why and i said bada boom i'm gonna get the flank steak it was perfection so thank you wait so you were in clorinda i thought you were in the ozarks no no i had some family stuff back home gotcha so you had to stay yeah so we made it a little bit of a deal where i just took the camper you know, how, and then the kids could do their biking and all that stuff. So, yeah, we're doing all kinds of stuff back home. My niece showed her chickens oh. at the Adams County Fair over the weekend and won a prize. What would she win? She gets something about fair, showmanship. <laughs> she loves she her won chickens. A prize. That means to yeah. me like she won like a keychain or something. No, no, she she won something. I mean, she had like a real ribbon and everything. She's ten. We have we have a lot to get to today, so let's dive right in. Uh, we are in the Channel Seed Studios, as always. Hassel got into a you didn't get into a Twitter Twitter beef, um, but you did uh, last night. You're you always claiming I'm in these Twitter beef. I'm not. <laughs> no, you didn't get into a beef. That's why I said I was correcting myself. I mean, That's not yet, I anyway. This I don't think I there's been any start. kind of response. Pat Hardy, the longtime Iowa reporter, wrote a column for his website, Hawk Fanatic. Um, he says, Fran McCaffrey has earned Did he the steal right. that from Cyclone Fanatic? I don't know. We don't own the name Fanatic, so <laughs> if he wants to call it that, he, he can. I I get that all the time. But He says, but no, he didn't steal it from me, but 
whatever. So uh, I didn't have Graham, a problem with the article. I had a problem with the title. Yeah. So basically, he basically what he put on Twitter. He wrote an article with like a short list of candidates that would be there to replace Fran McCaffrey if Fran McCaffrey were ever to leave the University of Iowa. The tweet read like this. This is what you took aim at. Uh, Fran McCaffrey has earned the right to coach Iowa basketball for as long as he so desires. <laughs> Which is a really, really strong statement. I mean, that's like... I mean, Bobby Bowden didn't even have that at Florida State. <laughs> you could right. argue it, that no coach should ever earn that right. Some do. I mean... Fran McCaffrey's not Kirk Ferentz. Like he's not going to get a statue outside the arena. He's he hasn't won conference championships other than a tournament championship. He obviously the elephant in the room is that he has been just god awful in the NCAA tournament. He has not earned that right. Give me a break. I mean, unless you're saying that the guy is so old he's only going to coach for a few more years, but. To say that he earned the right, and I saw him respond because there were other people that I'm sure had a, a problem with the wording of that. Uh, and he said his his response to that to somebody was he got kind of nasty with him. Some swearing. Well, oh, really? I didn't see that one. I'm just looking so at the very about first all you response. People who are bitching at me. It was something like that. Really? Okay, I'll have yeah. to Van Wink track that down. I just see him saying to the first guy that responded. Who said, as long as he desires? What's he What's he done to deserve this? And Hardy said, well, he's making the NCAA tournament on a regular basis, and Iowa never would fire a coach under these circumstances in the post-Tom Davis age. That's not what he said. That's He said he, McCaffrey's earned the right. That's two different things. Earning the right and whether or not he actually would be fired, those are two different things. Yeah. He has not... He has absolutely not earned that right. Oh, here's the tweet that you were referencing. To all those people bitching and calling out how I worded this tweet, Fran McCaffrey has earned the right at this time to determine how long he wants to be the Iowa coach. Always a fluid situation, but Iowa never would dismiss a coach that consistently makes the NCAA tournament. Again, different things. Well, That's not earning the right. That's Iowa not firing a coach who keeps making a tournament. Correct. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going to go with that. I mean, if he has one bad year this year, does he has he lost the right to that he had earned? Because when had, you say like, someone he, has earned the right to coach as long as they want, that's like that lasts that's like, forever. Well, that's like You're, almost like Bill Finley type. I'm trying to think of local. Right. I mean, it's Tom Brands in that category, but I, if Tom Brands started losing, mm, Iowa fans would want to fight. Tom Brands is not in that category. Not when no, you're just at Iowa. To, at Iowa wrestling, you're measured on national championships. Let's talk about Ferentz, though. I mean, like, so I said this, in in my response, I said he's not Kirk Ferentz, and I do think that Kirk Ferentz has, for the most part, earned the right to coach as long as he wants. Um, there were the a Ferentz, lot of people that disagreed with that too. Doesn't that work right into the Pat Fitzgerald situation at Northwestern? I think a lot of people would say, I don't know, three years ago, that Pat Fitzgerald had earned the right to coach at Northwestern as long as he wanted. And <laughs> now he's won four games in two years. There's this hazing situation, which 
people are taking very seriously, and it seems like they should, from what I've read. Um, but I couldn't help, Chris, but reading that stuff last night, and you make a little bit of a comparison to Iowa in 2020, and you know where they had been winning, right? It's easier to push a guy out like Fitzgerald when he's won four games in two years compared to like Kirk where um, it's not the same situation. I'm not, I'm not trying to draw that, but again, I go back to this. It's like, I mean, yeah, he's going to tournaments now, but like, I don't think they're going to be very good this year. And I, I don't know. I'm kind of just word salad here at this point, but you, you get where I'm going with this. It's like, yeah, wait till he has a bad year. The, no, people aren't going to games. Mm-hmm. Right, like it's not. I think there's going to be a lot of apathy for Iowa basketball this year. There has been apathy, even with NBA players on the team, even with national rankings. People just, for the most part, relatively speaking, just aren't that excited about Iowa men's basketball. And we see it in the attendance. There's always excuses for well, why, why wasn't this sold out for? Uh, a nationally ranked matchup on a Thursday night. Well, it's too cold. Well, it's too late. Well, it's too early. Well, there's that goddamn bridge in the way. Get the river. That's the biggest <laughs> thing. It's cold crossing that river. Bottom line is, uh, unless you're just a absolute Fran apologist or his kids, he has not earned the right to coach at Iowa as long as he wants. Not even close. That's generally there for a guy who's won like a national championship. Yeah, like Bill or, Self at Kansas. Yeah, yeah, probably. Even and I use the example Bill Finley, but I even remember like he built Iowa State women's mm-hmm. basketball. Like it, it wasn't even a thing before him. They were terrible, one of the worst programs in the country. But I remember he had a. When I first came back, you know, he had a couple years where they were more of an NIT type team, and there were already rumblings from fans. Like, oh, oh maybe he's I, lost I think, his fastball. We're, you know, I'll, yeah. There's people have been upset this offseason with yeah. some of the departures. So, so he, I, I, I wouldn't throw that around like it's just, you know, Oh well, he can coach as long as he wants. I, I think it's. I think there are some coaches that you can say that for. Kirk Ferentz would be the closest at Iowa, and I think he, for the most part, has earned that right. And I think he will be stepping away sometime soon. But I just don't think there are many coaches that you can say that about. And Fran McCaffrey is definitely not one of them. Not especially now. Like it just seems like, you know, all these guys. Let's talk about Fitz, and then we'll get to Bob Huggins. <laughs> Pat Fitzgerald's situation right now at Northwestern with the hazing allegations, the reports, um, you know, the president. So the, these this hazing report came out by the Northwestern student paper. Seemed to be some pretty good reporting in it. Then more came out, and on Saturday, the after giving Fitz a two-week suspension without pay, the president sent out a letter saying that he's looking into harsher discipline on Pat Fitzgerald. And 
Listen, um, this is pretty serious. I was reading last night that Illinois law—it's like illegal to haze. Like it, it's actually in there, written into their law. Like so, this is a this is a thing that is where we're, we definitely haven't gotten to the end of this. But man, him being—you know—again, Chris, this is a situation where even before this, I always thought Pat Fitzgerald was untouchable. At Northwestern, you win four games in two years. People were starting to question, even some like diehard like Northwestern. There's a lot of media guys that went to Northwestern who, who cheer for them, and they go, "Thank you for pulling this up, Matt." And in 2020, seven and two, six and one, they won the Citrus Bowl to three and nine to one and eleven. Not taking away from the seriousness of the allegations here, but. Man, when you're winning four games in two years, it's a lot easier to pull the plug on a thing like this. And that's why I think he's probably going to end up losing his job. I think the one and eight in conference the last two years is going to be the deciding factor. If he was coming off another Big Ten West championship, it would probably be a different story. But it's a lot easier when things are not going great. But what what he's done on the field is remarkable. Oh, yeah. Even setting those bad seasons aside. I mean, winning two of the last five Big Ten West titles at Northwestern and all the the facilities upgrades that they've done and they're going to be doing, it's all from Pat Fitzgerald. If he gets fired, he will – this will be like – this isn't a reference that most of our – I was going to make the reference that (laughs) – it's a NASCAR reference. Some people will get it. Kyle Larson is like one of the most talented drivers in the world. He had the racial slur that came out when he was gaming, and he was always racing for an average team. He got fired. A year later, he got hired by like the New York Yankees of NASCAR. Hmm. And now he's winning all the time. <laughs> I'm telling you, if Pat Fitzgerald gets fired over this, he will be the hottest name in the coaching carousel coming up this year. Well, there's also there have been many reports that the Bears several times tried to hire him. That NFL teams have tried to do that, and he's He's always going to go from he will go from Northwestern to a better job. And again, I don't know many of the details on this. We're just we're kind of skimming past that because we don't have that information. But if he gets fired, even with the serious, unless this takes a huge curveball and it gets way, 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 way worse, and he turns it turns into an Art Briles type situation, I don't think it's like that. Um, but but it could. You'd never know in 2023. But the he place will, he's at, Northwestern, is this is going to be taken a lot more seriously. Not that it wouldn't be taken seriously elsewhere, but of all the schools in the Big Ten, Northwestern, yeah. that's the one that holds itself to a higher standard morally. They're like your Stanford. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think there will be people inside there that say, I mean, if we let this slide... We're not Northwestern anymore. And that is also going to be playing into this. We'll get to Bob Huggins in just a minute. I want to do our Seedsman Spotlight. Our friends at Channel Seed uh, give us the Channel Seed Studios here on Iowa everywhere. I you want have to some trivia for us? No trivia today. We're going to oh. give a shout-out to our friend Kirk Anderson. He's over at Anderson Sugar Creek Farm in Clarence, Iowa, he is a 15-year channel seedsman. Says he cheers for the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. What? Yeah, but he's an Iowa State grad. 
So Whoa. where are you leaning? How do, how do you feel about that, Williams? I, you know, I don't get it. I was a huge Iowa fan. I went to Iowa State, and at that moment, I really, they played like three weeks later. I never could root for Iowa over Iowa State. It was just being on the campus, like I got sucked into the culture. I was a cyclone. So that's my opinion on it. Mm-hmm. That's that's how it impacted me. But some people, like they, I got in a fight with, a fight, but John Sears and I were on RT, RVTV one year. He's like, I don't understand it. How can you? How can you just stop being a Hawkeye fan? I'm like, I did. I didn't want to root for him anymore. I can't explain it. I, I just once I was a Cyclone um, student, I that was it for me. But, but was shout it out to that Mr. you became Anderson. a student, or yeah. was it when you started covering the team? No, when I became a student before. And what year was this? 2003. Because even before I. So like when I decided that was, I was when gonna, Iowa came in and just cooked Iowa State. Yeah, it was just a, cooked them. I'm telling you, like I'm kryptonite for anyone because I was an Iowa fan for the first 18 years of my life, and they weren't very good. Literally, Chris, I decided I was going to go to Iowa State. Iowa State was five and zero in 2002. They <laughs> lost that game to Oklahoma, 45 to nothing. Like the week I sat down. The first game I ever watched, like knowing that I was going to be a student at Iowa State, they got beat 45 to nothing, that Seneca Wallace game. And then at that point, once I turned my allegiance, Iowa went on to almost win the damn Orange Bowl. They had like the best season in Kirk Ferentz history. You know, it was, it finally turned the corner. Brad Banks should have won the Heisman. That's the best team they've had since 85. I think so too. 2002. Yeah, you are kryptonite, aren't you? I'm the worst. Just ask anyone who knows me. Hey, have you seen um, Van Wink today? Hey, Maddie. Hello. Look at him. It's he's like, looks like he's running the McDonald's drive-through. Even the Iowa State gear, even huh? the Jack Trice stri- uh, stripes look like the McDonald's M. <laughs> the golden arches. I thought of you two this weekend, so. Again, we're at the campground, and I have a shower in my camper, so I don't like. I don't oh, use the shower well, house. Oh, 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 Mr. Leetist over here. Well, well, but if I've you have to take a my the one foot by one foot shower, and you and it's not like an emergency. It's just best not to do it in the RV. I mean, I don't care. Like, have you ever waffle stomped in the shower? <laughs> it's just best not to do it. So I, I go in there and I'm doing my business at the shower house, you know, the bathroom. Go to wash my hands. There's no, no towels. Soap. There's no paper mm-hmm. towels. It's in the shower house, all they had were hand dryers, Hassel. Oh, and I was God. thinking about all these people. <laughs> it's to dry your all, hair off, probably, after you get all out. these, oh. All these RVers who are eating crap around their <laughs> campsites, drinking beer, just, you know, their their small intestines are just clogged with all sorts of garbage. I'm sorry to do and this. They, and they go and take these huge craps, and then, oh. then at the same time, these people are coming in to take a shower. 
Oh, yeah. What's and worse, putting your the, hands in those dryers so you've or got your head? Fecal matter and urine crystals just <laughs> wafting all over yourself as you're trying to clean. Did you see what happened on that Air France flight last week? No. <laughs> no. I, don't know I first heard about this from Andy Fails. I have since learned more about the story, and it is... Th- it's probably the most disgusting story I've heard in a while, and that's saying something. A man boarded an Air France flight, sat down. There were blood stains all over the floor in front of him, and just a horrific smell. Just horrific. He was bleeding? He was not bleeding. Where were the blood stains from? He got on the plane and they were already there. So he calls over a flight attendant. Hey, um, I don't know what happened here, but there's blood all over the floor and it smells rancid. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, we had a, uh, a passenger who sat there on the last flight who had a hemorrhoid incident <laughs> at his seat. Uh, what? A hemorrhoid incident? Can you please move me somewhere else and clean this up? Uh, no, sir. Uh, there are no other seats available. And if you could please just stay in your seat, we're about to take off. This poor guy had to sit there and then try to clean it up himself. And there were, there was blood and shit all over the floor under his seat, and under his feet. He had two cats with him in carriers. He said that the blood and the feces was getting into the cat carriers. There was that much of it. Like it was like oozing. It wasn't just like dried. It was like lava on top of the floor. Is he going to sue? Oh, he better. Can you you imagine? This was an overseas flight. What would you have done? I don't think the flight would have taken off. Um, I think <laughs> Circle Herc says, to make matters worse, there are rumors that the passenger in front of him was reclining his seat. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have been so... Dis- I think people... I would have probably thrown up. I mean, if there's that much blood and shit... And apparently, this had happened on a flight the previous day. This wasn't like a quick turnaround. The airline says that the, they brought a cleaning crew in that was supposed to clean and sanitize all this stuff, and they didn't do any of it. And they still kept flying. Man, how did they not clean it up in between flights? You talk about a sanitary issue i mean somebody has like a drop of blood on the floor of a college basketball game and they will shut that thing down you got six people they all got gloves on they have like masks (laughs) just getting it off the jersey sometimes they make guys like change their jersey meanwhile this poor sap is sitting on a seat filled with with blood and fecal and, matter from a hemorrhoid incident. 
I think too, like there's some, there's got I think that hemorrhoid blood is like a different type of blood too. It's like because it's been oh, like it's... pushed up. You know what I mean? Oh like god! I think it stinks more. Oh. Anyway, I I wasn't planning on bringing that up, but you brought up the uh, disgusting hand dryer situation at your <laughs> trailer park there in Clarinda. Good morning, happy Monday to all of our live viewers on YouTube, Twitter. Facebook. We're not on threads yet. <laughs> well, we are we're not on, on threads. threads yet. We're not we're not live on threads. I don't it's not available much like anything else on that platform. Yeah, uh, what's up with what I they go over there. It. They rushed to get it out to beat up on their guy Musk and yeah. And I, we talked about this on Thursday like uh, neither one of us were really excited to have to go over there. No, nah, but we have we'll to. We'll do it if we need to. But Going over there, and I followed a bunch of people, and you go on the homepage, and it's like, I'm just seeing stuff, just all this shit from celebrities. Just laughing at our comment section right now. Derek claims that the hemorrhoid situation is the worst type of incident to occur. I am nauseous. <laughs> I now. said, I, I, I prefaced the story by saying, I think it's the grossest story I've heard in a long time. And you know me, that's I love gross you. stories. I love, and yeah. I, I, I get off on disgusting stories. Well, that's where I, I really did. Like what Matt's saying, people in a shower house will use the hair dryer to like dry their clothes to do all kinds of like, Oh, the, you know, I got in the pond. Here we go. Let's, let's dry it. And, telling you like campers in southwest iowa aren't the healthiest group of individuals i could only imagine what's going through that toilet system there <laughs> aren't you worried about those ponds and that brain eating amoeba oh uh, we don't get in them yeah no oh don't you don't even get in the pond no because so of you... the amoebas yeah i don't Really? We just fish. Yeah, just that surprises fish. me. I figured you'd be like Arr. Now, we do kayak. And my niece my niece brought some friends over on Friday night to go kayaking and have burgers and stuff with us and one of the girls did fall in. So she could have a brain-eating amoeba. So I wasn't laughing at that. I was laughing at uh, Mike Vogel's comment. What did he have to say? I don't know what I look forward to less. Discussion about the Brian Ferentz point differential or the story that tops this bloody shitstorm. <laughs> Our comment section was dead up until that point, and now it's no, just exploded. I thought something was wrong with I our know, comment section. I know. What's going on? Nobody was commenting when we were talking Fran McCaffrey, Kirk Ferentz, <laughs> Pat Fitzgerald, and then all of a sudden we talk hemorrhoids, and it blows up. Literally. Bob Huggins is just... Speaking of hemorrhoids, Bob Huggins. Just a giant hemorrhoid on the ass of West Virginia. So he's he's claiming that he never resigned. He is threatening to sue West Virginia unless they reinstate him. Such a bad look uh, in so many ways. Huggins, when, when this happened... My hope was that Huggins could kind of change change his ways and have like a really yeah, great... Yeah, take like, some ownership of your actions. Well, but then, between this and his daughter... That's like, what I was remember, just going to say. The, oh the daughter God. came out like like making him seem like he's the victim. And now he's saying what? His wife sent a text from his phone mm -hmm. that they 
misconstrued into a resignation, and since it wasn't him, even though he he is owed allegedly. the money. Now let's let's get this straight. He's he knows, or at least his legal team has to know, he's not going to be reinstated. He's doing this for the money. He's he's thinking, oh my god, all this money. I could have probably kept a lot of this money had I not resigned. This is a money grab. That's it. Correct. And the the sad part, though, is that this was, hell, even a year ago, a guy who would probably have a statue at West Virginia for all of his accomplishments Mm -hmm. there as a coach and as a player. And he's been, from what I understand, very charitable in that town. Like, this is a guy who was like an icon there. And now... Well, and then also, Chris, he reportedly, like, told all of his players I'm done. And, like, they transferred since. Like, this has been a total disaster. Don't forget, this was just a couple of weeks after the homophobic slur incident. So, right. like, this has been a yeah. like this has been a thing where it's Wasn't just one off. thing after another for this guy. And to go out like this is not only really sad, but it's 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 ugly. It's, gr- it's gross. And, I you know, I, I really thought, like, maybe this... And I don't know why. I don't know Bob Huggins, but I guess I'd try and look for the best in people. And when when he resigned and, or I guess reportedly resigned, I guess I should say, because we don't know if he actually did, when all that went down, I really thought, this guy's going to go get some help and turn his life around and let's see him have one last act as a college basketball coach for the Hall of Famer. He's now turning everybody who has always been on his side against him. It was Virginia. Like, that was his place. That was his home. And now he's basically taking a flamethrower to it and chucking gas on it on the way out. And it's not like the guy needs more money. I mean, how much money has he made over the course of his coaching career? From Cincinnati all the way to West Virginia. He has made a lot of money. He's he's always been a top 10 coach. He's always been paid like a, at least a top 20 coach. Yep. You don't need an extra few million dollars. Come on. Feels personal. It feels after what reading what his daughter wrote. Yeah, um, maybe they've convinced him, "Daddy, you didn't do anything wrong. Daddy, we need that money." Yeah, what if it's the kids? Like, God damn it. I was counting on all this extra money you were going to earn so that you could pass that down to me. So I read too. West Virginia's legal counsel released like the statement that I, I mean, it pretty much said, <laughs> yeah. He he said this. Consider this my resignation. I mean, that was like almost a direct quote. I don't have it on top of me right now, Matt. Can he can he there. say, look, I was drunk? Doesn't count. <sighs> this is what he wrote um, today. I have submitted a letter. President Gordon G. and Vice President of Director of Athletics, Ren Baker, informing them of my resignation and intent to resign, to retire as head coach of the basketball team at West Virginia, effective immediately. That reads like a resignation to me. Period. That's it. There's no way he should be getting any money out of this. But isn't he saying that he said he was going to resign, but he never signed anything? Isn't that kind of the difference? The hell's the difference? You said you said. Well, there's formalities with legal documents. You told all the but, players. Yeah, that's why I think Chris is saying it's a cash grab. You know, you're right, Matt. 
but some lawyer got in his ear, or his daughter got in his hey, ear, or whatever. Hey, there's a loophole here. Maybe we can get a few hundred thousand dollars out of these guys. Big 12 football media days start to not tomorrow. I'm flying out tomorrow. They start on Wednesday morning. Should be really interesting this year. You've got the four new schools. You know Brett Yormark is going to say something of interest. Is he it and where's it. it at? Mexico City this year? <laughs> it's actually in Monterey. In the Yucatan. We're going to uh Tijuana for Big 12 media days. <laughs> Uh, your mark's always going to drop some sort of a bomb. You know, he has some sort of a, uh, you know, shot to take it to Pac-12 or something. Looking forward to that. Learning about these new teams in the conference. I'll be down there. We'll have coverage of the Big Tens coming up in a couple of weeks as well from Chad Leistico, the Des Moines Register. He's going to act as a correspondent for us. Kelderman Manufacturing down in Oskaloosa is going to present all of our coverage of the two media day events we appreciate so what kind of coverage are we looking at here uh just i'm gonna do a lot of like quick hit video stuff um you know for the social media feeds and i'll probably do a special podcast just talking about like my thoughts on the days is probably what i'm looking at honestly i haven't put when it does when together. does iowa state talk and who are they bringing they are on thursday they are bringing uh, it's TJ Tampa. Uh, God, you had to ask me that. Matt, could you pull that up? <laughs> it's not Hunter Deckers. Well, yeah, that's that's all I knew is that yeah, Hunter Deckers was not going. Um, it's TJ Tampa. It's Bo Freiler. I mean, it's good players. They, they mm-hmm. got good guys that will be down there. I wanted to do this from our friends at Circa because we're getting into that time of year um, where we are going to be looking really into the I mean, hell, almost in a month from now, Chris, a little over a month from now, we're, we're going to be starting games, which is crazy, like a, like six weeks from now. Um, mm-hmm. So our week friends zero. at Circa, we are going to be out there on uh, four weeks zero. Hassel and I will be out there. Aiden will be with us as well. Uh, we will be doing some shows. We will be doing some content to get you ready for the upcoming season. I will also be – you don't have to do this, Chris. Uh, you can if you want. I think it'd be fun if we did one together, but I'm going to be signing up for Circus Survivor. Don't you think it'd be fun to do a Survivor pool together? Sounds fun. Sounds fun. What if we disagree on something? Well, that's going to happen. You say tomato, I say tomato. We figure it out. You want a brat patty and I want a regular brat. Here's the thing. I don't know if I would team up with me because last year I didn't (laughs) do it through Circa and I won my... I, I, I... got the survivor i went 19 and 0 in my survivor last year that i was in how many other people did it uh there was like that went 19 and 0 yeah none so you won the whole shebang yes like the odds of that happening two years in a row are slim to none it was my first year i had ever played a survivor and i went i've never done a survivor they're fun i really like it I really, 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 I really, really, really like it. It's brings a whole different dimension. But anyways, I thought we'd go over the circa odds here for the Big Twelve real quick. Yeah, these are updated right now. Circa has Texas as a plus one hundred five favorite, so they're almost like dead even money on the Longhorns right now to win this league. Fascinating. It's always fascinating to talk Texas football because. They have been favored before so many times. 
they always seem to underachieve. To the me, it next- seems like they are so many people are on them this year, and they're such a favorite this year, and they had so many first place votes because it appears like Oklahoma is down. I don't like Oklahoma. I don't. I don't think Venables is the guy. I really don't like. I so if it's not Oklahoma, like are, are you really gonna? The, yeah, are you really gonna put your money on Kansas State as the number two team, the team that I, could win it? I certainly don't think Texas at one hundred and five is a good bet. No, there's no, there's zero value for a team that. When's the last time Texas won a Big Twelve championship? Um, Colt McCoy. Jeez, back when they were in the Natty. What was that, 08? It's been a while. Maybe they've won one in between there that I haven't haven't thought about. But like again, like it's just a bad bet. So I wouldn't I wouldn't put any money on Texas for sure. I mean if you're looking for a value play, like I, I look at a Oh, for some reason I didn't get Texas Tech on there. I'd like to I'd like to see what that is. That's the one I must have missed them. But they're a decent play. I mean even like a Baylor, it's like they've proven that they can get there. Seventeen hundred. I don't know. Like TCU I, I, is taking a big step back this year. They, uh... Chris, I just think that this is the most wide open I've ever seen this league, and I've been covering it for twenty years. Like I, and you I don't just know. have no idea how these four new teams are going to one uh, impact other teams, and two. I mean, are one of these teams going to be legit in year one? I don't think so. I mean, I think I think Central Florida could be like middle of the pack. So you think they, that's the ceiling for these teams is middle of the pack first in year, year one? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing: you got to remember, like, think about TCU when they went from the Mountain West to the Big Twelve. You go from being the best job in your league, like bar none, they were the best job in the league, to all of a sudden now you're in the Big Twelve and you're kind of like a middle of the pack job in that week. And it took Gary Patterson and eventually Sonny Dykes a while to reach that full potential. Then you go like, look at Nebraska. Nebraska was one of the best jobs in the country for a long time in the old big eight because of the walk on situation, right? And the partial qualifiers and all that crap. They had, Recruiting grounds in Texas because of the Texas ties to the league. Like, it was a really good job. Well, now you put them in the Big Ten, and you lose your Texas ties. You can't do the partial qualifier thing anymore. And all of a sudden, Nebraska's just like, they're just like Wisconsin. They're just like Iowa. They don't have this like inherent advantage anymore. So talking Cincinnati, Houston. BYU's I do have one different. outlier for you, though, in that argument. That? There is one outlier. Team switching conferences, having success right away. Stunning success. Missouri oh. winning the SEC East? <laughs> Twice. Yeah. But then they've, yeah, and they, they were at the peak of their program under Gary Pinkle when they did that. Mm-hmm. And they've really, you know, kind of, and the SEC East was pretty bad back then, really, right? I mean, very bad. By its yes. standards. Terrible. I mean, Georgia was not. Georgia and Florida were both down. Yeah. But it's, I, it I, has I, happened. I think that long-term, Cincinnati's going to be a really good program in this league. I think Central Florida has a chance to be, and Houston does too. But I like BYU's weird to me. They're kind of like a military academy in my mind. 
is how I kind of view them. Thing about BYU is though, they are always old and yeah. strong. I mean, because they got these, they got the guys going out on the mission trips. They come back; they're twenty-seven years old. They've got a family of four, and they're playing up against your true freshman. Paul Rhodes once told me, "I don't want to coach against no thirty-year-old." <laughs> it's a good thing he's not a head coach in the. Uh, this era of the COVID year, guys are like, I mean, what was it last year? Uh, what's his face from Georgia? 25. Stetson Bennett. Yeah, I forgot about that. Shout out to our partner of the month, Wild Rose Casino. They've got that big uh, firehouse triple night concert Thursday, the 20th at Wild Rose Emmitsburg. Friday, the 21st at Wild Rose Clinton. Saturday, the 22nd at Wild Rose Jefferson. All these shows are free. Outdoor shows available to all ages. Firehouse at Wild Rose Casino. All three of those nights, the 20th, 21st, and 22nd. A couple other quick things. This NBA, can you explain to me? I'm a little bit off. I, oh, I'm behind Jesus. on this. This in season tournament. You've been you've been locked into this. No, I'm not. What locked in the hell is going it. on? What are you here? talking about? I I'm well, you a couple shows in a row. You're like, hey, let's talk about this. I didn't even know. No, that this thing I was just happening. put it into the topics because it's ridiculous. Like, I, I I'm glad the NBA is trying to do something to spice up the regular season because it has to happen. I mean, you have all this load management stuff. This is just a really weird. It starts early, like pool play is basically what it is, starting almost at the very start of the season, November the 3rd. And bottom line is it'll end up being like a tournament and a champion will be crowned and they will give out a trophy, but it has no bearing on the the postseason. The guys can win $500,000. Like the, the only incentive here is for the players to make a little bit more money. And what's $500,000 to guys that are making 20 million a year? You just gave me a great idea. That we need like in the, and we've talked about this. We talked about this at the last but we need like these types of incentive incentives for college athletes, not the coaches. You know, the coaches always have, if you make the tournament, you get a $300,000 bonus. Mm-hmm. Like, how great would it be if these programs could put it for the players? Think about, like, if these these college basketball tournaments in, like, November. Like, I would care so much more if I... If it, think about if these guys were playing for, like, winning team gets two hundred and fifty grand to split up. Mm-hmm. Think about how cool that would be. And it's an NIL deal. Well, that would certainly be a lot more interesting than an NBA player making more money. Yeah, I don't like, give a crap about LeBron James getting a bonus. <laughs> well, and these games still count towards the championship. Like, they count towards the playoffs, it's, right? It's just, yes, it's basically, it's like a regular season game. Right. So they still matter in some way. So well, they don't, you like, got they don't like, matter any more than they already did. It's still a game. Right. It's this just a game. This graphic you have on the screen right now, Matt, like this yeah. is real? Yeah. 
I thought this was like a sample and like, this is how we're no. going to do it. Like, they've already done this. Oh, yeah. Yes, man, it's like the, they're in these groups and then you'll play your, it would be like your regular schedule. You play it, but like they'll say, oh, tonight is a group play game. Tonight is the, the, in group play A. And this will count toward the standings there. And then the, and then when all of it's done, they take the teams with the best record in this group play, and then the, they will play like a little tournament. Why do we do this? Like, why? They're why, looking why to in, do that to spice up the regular no, season I get a that. Bit. Why, why in sports do we care so much? When I say we, I mean fans. Why do we care about how much money our coaches and players make the way that we do? Well, I, I don't. But in general, like, how many times do you see these idiots on Twitter? Well, our our league, our league, we make fifty-five million in our media rights. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I've are are they giving you cheaper tickets? Are are they is is parking for free now since they're making so much money? Right. Is the beer cheaper? No, they're actually going to charge you more. The more money they make, the more it's going to cost you. Yes, it's like I, I don't care what these NBA players bonuses like. I really, I really like Tyrese Halliburton. He's my buddy. Dude, just got a $260 million contract. I don't give a shit if he gets a bonus. No. In this Fans game. are not going to care about incentive of $500,000 what they for should a do, the winning, fan, the, the winning team season ticket holders get to split $500,000. Yes. Now, now, that would be sick. What are we looking at? Maybe 12,000 season ticket holders for each team. How do you split... You want what, what you want is, to draw interest. You want to you want to you do social media drawings. Fans that follow these teams, and then they are the ones who get the reward. If the, you want you want ratings. <laughs> Just saying, like we we have this obsession with man. I remember when Pujols was getting the deal with the Angels and like. Right, I just went through this as a Braves fan with Freddie Freeman. I don't care. I want the team to be good. Let yeah, him go. Only, we got a better guy. Like it's fine. The only like, reason anyone should care about the amount of money a player is making if it, is it if it's a salary cap league and it's going to affect the way your team can go about bringing in new players. That's the only reason. That's the only way it should matter to you. Like, I, do I care that I was bringing in all this extra money from Big Ten media rights? What does that do for me? <laughs> you just want to win. Yeah. Now, maybe does that help them win? I don't know. I don't think so because everyone else in the conference is getting it too. Uh, what a, they've suckered us into it, man. They, like we, it's the game within the game. I want to bring on a buddy of mine to make a little announcement for us, asshole. Can we do that? Absolutely. Do, have you ever met you? You've met my friend Chris Connolly, haven't you? Of. Iowa Event Center fame, yeah, of course. Yeah, you, you guys have met before, right? Probably yeah, back we've done uh, Murph and Andy show back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Chris Connolly, what's up, brother? What's up, fellas? Good morning. How are you? It's, it's three guys named Chris. <laughs> I, I'm doing great. Congrats on the show, man. It's been awesome and just happy to be on with you guys. Thank you so much. Well, we're, we're really ecstatic to have you on. We're excited to announce the Iowa Event Center as a new partner here on Iowa Everywhere. And we really think that we can help spread the word on ticket announcements. I'm hoping, too, that you let me and Hassel announce a show every once in a while. You know? like We can, uh, we can definitely work that in. 
<laughs> yeah, I think that this is going to be great. We're going to do yeah. all sorts of um, – because my vision with Iowa Everywhere, Chris, has always been more more than just sports. We kind of yep. use sports to launch it because that's what we do. But I've also I've always thought that we could do more. And the entertainment industry, thanks to what you all have done in Des Moines, is really a it's it's massive. I mean, I did something with um I did a podcast with Sam Summers from Hinterland the other day, and we were just awesome. talking about the community and the music community and the entertainment community in Des Moines and how far it has come yep. over the last 15 years and Iowa event center. I can't imagine. I never lived in Des Moines without Wells Fargo arena, but I can't imagine it without it to be honest. So thank you so much for coming on and being a partner with us. Yeah, absolutely guys. Thanks for the opportunity. And it, it really is a good opportunity for us. And Chris, as you just mentioned, I mean, Look, we've we talked sports for, for years, right? And, like, we do have good sports. We have great tenants in the building. There's state tournaments. NCAA basketball, right? Like, mm -hmm. I, think we're, I think we're firmly in the rotation now for NCAA basketball, which is great. But there is a lot more um, for us. You know, we're not promoting the Iowa Event Center. We're promoting the events that are coming here, right? Yeah. And that's way more than just Wells Fargo Arena. It's Hy-Vee Hall. It's Community Choice. It's, you know, it's all three venues, which has been great. And, um you know, look, I think some of this will be kind of a behind the scenes. You know, I'm pretty transparent. I'll answer all the good and the bad and as much as I can. And, yeah, I mean, we'll have some good stuff coming up here at the end of the summer where if we can break an announcement, we'd love to do it. But, no, honestly, it's a great opportunity. Chris Hassel, I don't know you that well, but look forward to getting to know you. And, you know, the reviews on your guys' show have been tremendous. So, you know, when Adam Flack started talking to John Liebel about this opportunity, we really dug in. And this is different, right? It's a little bit outside the box for us. So, Again, we appreciate it. Looking forward to it, and you know, happy to be on with you guys. Well, that is one of the things too that we want to do is take people inside. I love doing this stuff with you. I did this with you on KXNO for a really long time. Where, yep, I I like the business side of this. Like, well, what's it take to get Eric Church in 2023? And we are going to take our viewers and listeners behind the scenes and do some like custom content on all that and and i think it's great because chris you've been sitting here on our on our show for long enough now it's different than radio where we don't have callers here but it's everything we do is interactive yep. right and i think a lot of the you know patrons to iowa event center to all of your guys's different events are they're gonna see more right we've seen your videos where it's like oh well we got the rodeo coming in and we and then we got a barnstormers game and this is what it looks like but we want to we want to show people that type of stuff. We're going to put Williams on one of those bulls and strap a GoPro to his head and put that out there. That sounds like some good, good TV <laughs> stream. Talking entertainment now. Just have to sign a waiver on that one. Connolly, I don't know if you remember this. I know Chris will. Chris and I were hosting Murph and Andy together. However many years ago was that? 10. Well, it was at least it was at least 11 years ago. And you were a guest and you gave us complimentary tickets to a ZZ Top concert. <laughs> yep. Is like a thank you. And we went to it together and it's still something that Chris and I laugh about to this day. It was ZZ Top, Gretchen, Gretchen Wilson, Wilson. And she didn't sing Redneck Woman. She refused. How does Gretchen Wilson not sing "Redneck Woman" when she's at I in Iowa? Do you remember the third act that that for that show? Wasn't it? 
It was like oh a oh the third act was the best one. Third it was Eye Blind. Three Doors Down. Or three Doors three Down. Doors down. That was the that best. That was freaking act. great. We had a great time at that one. No, nah, that was cool. That, listen, that I've been here twelve years now, so that was that was probably about eleven years ago. <laughs> so yeah, what do we? No, it was good. No, look, I, there, there's a lot of that stuff, and Chris, I think you're right. I mean, so many people just take it for granted that it's like, okay, we have a show, we book a show, we put it on sale, and we get moving. There's way more to 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 how it works than just that. I mean, luckily here in Des Moines and Wells Fargo Arena, like one of the biggest hurdles that I think we have is a positive one. Like our calendar's full. Like there aren't that many places across the country that have three weeks of state tournaments, that have three great tenants in the building, your annual family shows like Disney on Ice, Monster Trucks, right? Like, so all that, it's like a big puzzle piece that needs to, to fit. And I think you guys remember years ago, 10, 15 years ago, it's like, you know, you weren't booking a concert, especially in a market like Des Moines. Like we're not a top tier market. You're not booking a concert unless you have a Friday or Saturday night. Well, thank God that's changed. Right. Because mm-hmm. like a lot of our Friday and Saturday nights go to the teams and state tournaments. And, you know, now I think if you book a good show, people will come on any night of the week. And we're lucky to have that. But but honestly, I mean, that that's one of the things that that's a hurdle for us. But it's a great hurdle to have is because we're busy at Wells Fargo Arena. It's been really good. Chris, you're a you're not a Milwaukee. I have a lot of Milwaukee friends. You're a Philadelphia guy. I like to give you. I like to talk to you about Villanova. You you've been here for over a decade, though. We are Iowa everywhere. We we're, we take pride in our state. What about this place? Is because I'm sure you've had opportunities to be all over the country. What do you like about this market so much? Yeah, I mean, it's so different. You know, being with our company, we're a private management company in Oakview Group, right? And like. You know, we manage over way over 100 venues across the United States and Canada. And I've been fortunate enough to move around to a couple different venues, you know, throughout my career. And honestly, what makes Des Moines different is is just is the collaboration, right? Like everybody in Des Moines, whether it's the city, the county, the Greater Des Moines Partnership, you guys in the media, everybody's fighting for the same thing. Convention and Visitors Bureau. I didn't even mention them. Greg Edwards and his team. You know, guys, I'm telling you, being in different places, like I've seen the venue at odds with the Convention and Visitors Bureau where they don't get along. Like I was in Roanoke, Virginia for a couple of years and there was no relationship there. Completely different in Des Moines. I mean, obviously, all of those different entities have their own different business models. But when it comes to getting stuff done, we're second to none that I've seen. And I love it here. I mean, that's why I've been here over 12 years now. I mean, Polk County, I mean, they own the facility at the Iowa Event Center. So I'd start with them. I mean, you look around and some of the things, you know, we tried and tried over and over again to get the NCAA basketball tournament to come to Wells and come to Des Moines. We weren't successful. So it took Greg Edwards pushing on his end against the NCAA tournament. But it also took the county to invest some money. I don't know if you guys remember, but when Wells first opened, our scoreboard at that time in 2005 was sort of state of the art but it didn't have HD capability. We got a new scoreboard. We invested in the building. We did a lot of different things to be creative. We got the NCAA basketball tournament. So long story short, it's really the people and the groups and everybody working together to make this thing great. You know, and it's us too. It's like, well, you have Sam Burnaby at the iCubs, Jeff Chelsvig at the Civic Center, Robert Warren at Hoyt Sherman. We're all good friends. We all get along. And sometimes do we compete? State fair is part of that, we do. But we all work together. And I'll tell you guys, I don't see that kind of collaboration happening in a lot of other places. And I truly think that's why we're successful here. It's great to be here. I love it. You know, 
So that, I think that's the biggest reason, Chris. We're talking to Chris Connolly from the Iowa Event Center. Three guys named Chris here on Iowa Everywhere. <laughs> uh, one of the most exciting things coming up is the, the, the Iowa Hawkeye basketball programs coming back to Des Moines. How did you get those programs to come back? Because it's been a while. From my recollection, it's the last Big Four game, right, since, since you've had them there. Yeah, no, you're right, Chris. It's it's honestly, we, we were lucky in that we went from Big Four, transformed into Hy-Vee Classic with Hy-Vee as the partner. You know, and I remember when we first signed that deal, we worked with all the athletic directors from the Big Four schools. And, you know, I remember when we talked about it initially, the idea is we were going to go four years and no longer than four. We ended up going seven years and we actually had eight years in the contract. But at some point, it kind of fell apart there after seven years. You know, and a lot of people obviously wanted to see that keep going, and, and we did too, right? But the way I look at it is we had seven great years of all four schools playing in Wells Fargo Arena in the middle of December, where in our business, we're traditionally slow. You may do a Christmas show here and there and a bunch of team events. So, you know, that kind of went away. You understood that Iowa, Iowa State maybe had some other opportunities, non-conference, some of these bigger tournaments. And I think ultimately you'd have to talk to them and get more insight. But I think that's how that kind of fell apart, um, which is OK. And, you know, previously, prior to the hy Classic and the Big Four, we had worked with a promoter, Mari Hanks. And, and actually, the year that I got here, we had um, we were doing college basketball almost regularly. We were doing one game, one event regularly. And we actually had the Iowa Hawkeyes play Creighton the year before the hy Classic started. And, and now the hy Classic goes away, and it's taken a couple years, but we're back working with Mari again. And, and if you guys don't know Mari Hanks, he's, he's a great person to talk to. And, you know, maybe that's something we can bring to the table, guests like that that we have yeah. good relationships with, to bring him on the show. Because it would be great to talk to Mari. I mean, his connections, it, it's throughout the country when it comes to college sports. And, you know, I remember we were talking about this thing right around when March Madness was going – and Mari kept telling us, hey, I got a great relationship with Iowa. We're going to get this basketball doubleheader done. And it was crazy because as the weeks were going by, the Iowa women's team kept winning all the way to the national championship. And it was a little scary because, again, it falls into an area for us. It's like, well, it's going to happen on a Saturday. And we wanted to make sure that event can happen because if it couldn't happen, that could easily go to the Wild, could easily go to the Wolves. You don't want a Saturday in mid-December sitting free, right? So we took a little bit of a gamble. We hung in there with Mari. But at the end of the day, Mari got this done. It was his relationship with Iowa, their athletics department, the two coaches. And then he really brought it to the table. So on our end, we can't take too much credit on that one other than we were willing to take a chance. We've worked with Mari Hanks in the past. He's delivered in the past. We had some great games before we started hosting the Hy-Vee Classic. I mean, Creighton, Iowa, again, that's a great example. Iowa State played Creighton one year. Yeah. So we're back again working with Mari. I mean, I, I don't think anybody would deny that you have Caitlin Clark and the women's team is one of the top draws in the country. It really is. And, you know, a lot of people ask us now, tickets went on sale. They were sold out to the public in about an hour. If you guys go online, face value tickets that, that we put up for sale were relatively cheap. And, and that's Mari. Mari wanted to sell this thing out, didn't want to get greedy. He wanted to see a full house for this basketball doubleheader. So those people that were able to get online quick and get tickets, it was great for them. But we sit here today, well, we're July 10th, and we still don't know our tip times because a lot of that is going to be dictated by TV. And and Caitlin Clark, I mean, she's the player in this. Back yeah, in the yeah. old days, it would be Big Ten. We're showing the men's game. 
they'll finish out the doubleheader and they'd have an idea on what time it is. And, and I say that in a positive way. We don't know the tip times, but we're waiting. We don't even know who's going to close the event. But either way, pretty cool if you're a fan of the Iowa Hawkeyes to be able to see the men's team with the local players and the players they have coming in. And then obviously Caitlin Clark, the main draw. But really, again, credit goes to Mari Hanks and then our team just sticking with him and getting a date. And honestly, guys, coming off NCAA basketball tournament last year, we just want to get something in annually. So we're hoping to stick with Mari. We're hoping this event will go great in December. We're already off to a good start. The tickets are sold out. The building's going to be full. And we just hopefully we can start hosting these events annually because I think we do a good job with college basketball. And obviously the region supports it in terms of buying tickets. No doubt. We got Walker Hayes, July 15th, the Avett Brothers on August 25th, Rob Zombie, Alice Cooper, September 2nd, Shania Twain on November 3rd, Old Dominion on December 7th. Did I miss anything here before we wrap it up? That That's what I had is uh, upcoming for now. No, they're the upcoming live shows. So obviously, guys, we're a little slower in the summer, which is good, so we can get a few projects done around the arena and convention center. But we have some good stuff coming up. You know, the only other thing that I would add is we'll know by the end of the week the Iowa Wild schedule for 2023-24, which is a big deal. I mean, their home opener will be in early October, so we'll get that schedule out. Iowa Wolves will follow in early August. Obviously, great news getting Luca back on a two-way deal. Um, He ended up playing a handful of games down here, but the crowds were stronger. The buzz was better. Even Bohannon and some of the local guys that were part of the team. You know, the Iowa Wolves did a great job coming off a tough year the previous year where COVID really affected them more, I think, against the G League. And and then you have the Iowa Barnstormers. If you haven't seen them, they have one home game left this Saturday night against the Frisco Fighters. And, And that about covers it. I mean, that's our summer. But, yeah, they're the upcoming events that we have at the Iowa Event Center. Chris, we appreciate it. We are really excited. I think this is going to be an awesome thing for us, you guys, and all of Iowa to learn more about what you guys are doing. And it helps us dip into a different field other than sports, too. So thank you very much, my friend. Let's go grab coffee sometime, okay? Sounds great, guys. Thanks again for the opportunity. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, sir. Chris Connolly from the Iowa Event Center. Big time. Looking forward to bringing you guys more content. We're going to have a ton of announcements, Hassel, in the next month. Yeah, I'm looking forward content. to see what what we can do in this partnership. I think it it's going to be really cool. And just thinking back when I when I was in high school and our teams were going to state, it was at Vets. There was no Wells Fargo yeah. Arena. And then yeah, I went to college on the eastern side of the state. I I hadn't come back to Des Moines in about four years, and I got the job in Des Moines. And I remember driving in that first time. I mean, I really had no idea that they just built this brand new awesome Mm -hmm. arena in downtown and driving in on 235 and seeing that and just the way that it's changed even since i left who tv 10 years ago i mean there were as chris was saying there were a lot of open spots in that in that schedule i mean remember they were struggling to keep a major hockey team you know, they went with the with the Iowa Chops, and then they disappear. And it was when I was there that they finally got um, a basketball team, and the the D League started with the Iowa Energy, and Jerry Crawford brought that in, and and now the NCAA tournament. I mean, that was like a pipe dream when I left in yeah. 2012. I was thinking, God, that that would be amazing to get the NCAA tournament in Des Moines, and 
now here we are 10 years later they've had it several times and i tell you i go around i call a lot of games i talk to a lot of coaches a lot of broadcasters they have nothing but great things to say about coming to des moines for the ncaa tournament i mean it is a perfect site it's kind of like i would compare it to um the super bowl people they don't talk about oh going to miami going to la they talk about going to indianapolis like indianapolis is like a perfect setting for a super bowl because everything is right it's more of a small town yeah. setting that, that's kind of yeah. the way it is with the ncaa tournament and why they like coming to des moines and you go in and just the place is sold out it's not one of those sleepy venues where nobody is there early in the morning they're always excited for the NCAA tournament to come to Des Moines. And as you pointed out, too, it's kind of a regular stop now. And once mm-hmm. you get into that rotation, I mean, I was just in Greensboro. We talked a lot about that. Like, yeah. not like Greensboro is a dump compared to Des Moines, but it's in mm-hmm. their rotation. And once you're there, then um, once you're there, you're there. Um, appreciate you. I guess, Matt, I, I totally forgot this. It's Van Wink's birthday. We got to tell Van Wink. What? Oh yeah, Chris in the comments yeah, says happy I, birthday, Van I knew Wink. That. I Another Chris. Totally yeah, Chris Schubert. Happy birthday, today. Van Thank Wink. You. What are you Thanks. doing today? Wait, you're what? only thirty-two. I'm thirty-two. Yeah. Jeez, baby. Just so much life ahead of you. Waiting for this uh, baby to come, man. We got like a week to go. So Mick wants us to have a Tales from the Wells Fargo Arena bathroom segment on the show. <laughs> Do they still have – it's been a while since I've been to Wells Fargo Arena. There was always that one media bathroom that was right by oh, in yeah, the tunnel of that stunk. entrance. You There's, had to, you had I, to wait I tell in line. people all the time, there is nothing more stank than a sports writer bathroom. Oh, God. Jack well, Trice, have you ever had uh, – Unless you, ever you get on an Air, Air France jet <laughs> after Mr. Hemorrhoid. <laughs> the, the Jack Trice bathroom is the – because there's no air conditioner up there. And it's like 90 degrees. How the hell guys, does Jack Trice not have air conditioning yet? I, I don't know. All this stuff Jamie's done. I mean, he's and he, it's been incredible. All that building side town. I always figured, let's, like, let's how get hard, a new press box. How hard would it be just to put some of the, like, boxed air conditioners in there? Just to get some yeah, air put, moving. Put a little window sake. unit up there. Yeah, like, come on. Yeah, no, it's still, but then you go into that bathroom and these, these old guys, they've been just... Oh. Because they're just they're just all over that buffet line. Yeah, <laughs> they just swarm that buffet line. And who knows what they ate the night before? Yeah, they've eaten Chinese food. Well, in the buffet yeah, line, what, what are they, they? From what I remember, it was like it'd be like tacos. Oh yeah, it'd be like this really, really liquidy loose meat. <laughs> Appreciate you guys. Thanks to Aiden Wyatt as well. Signing off from the Channel Seed Studios. Two guys named Chris, always presented by our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery. Thursday show, I will be in Dallas, so I'll be on from my hotel. Honestly, we may have to move that one around, guys, because I think Brett Yormark's talking that morning. We'll figure it out. I'll be in touch with you guys. But Okay. Busy week ahead of us. Appreciate you all listening, watching. Subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, wherever you find your podcast. Oh, we got to get threads on there. We're on threads. Aiden's been popping off on threads for us. We appreciate all of you guys. 
Happy Monday and have a great work week. Iowa everywhere.